Hello everyone, it's Jay here with another episode for Spooky Season. And on this episode of the Over Manga Cast, that time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga, our heated adventures overanalyzing manga we find interesting. We watch our favorite heroine, Miracle John, terrible, terrible visions await. But they can't hurt you if you can't see them, right? Join us in chapters 1 through 15. And welcome back to the Overmonkey Cast, everybody. My name is Sam. As always, here at the top of the show, we talk about what our familiarity with the franchise that we read this week is. Uh, for me, I had heard uh, through some internet discourse that the anime for this was kind of mid and that the manga was better and I should read the manga. And then I didn't until now. So that's really about it for me. Uh, Matt, how about you? Uh, same, except I'd never heard to even watch the anime, so uh, I just knew it existed. All right, Jay, and yourself. So, I have watched uh, all of season one, which is currently the only season that's out. Time, time, time stamping the episode. But, um, yeah, I had previously heard about the manga, and typical to how I usually operate, I just went ahead and did what was easier and just watch watch the anime so this is the first first read for me for the manga all right and jacob uh i read scary stories to tell in the dark as a kid (laughs) close enough all right and uh we open up with our uh main character miko uh, getting unexpectedly caught in the rain on her way home from school. And uh, that is not the only unexpected thing that happens as she glances up and sees a horrifying faceless monster just standing right in front of her, leaning in real too close, like, can you see me? And uh, to her credit, uh, our girl glances down the street as if looking for the bus, pulls out her phone and is like, oh, hey, I forgot to reply to that. And it's just casually going about her day. So the monster turns around and walks away. And as soon as it's gone, she's like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. What was that? What was that? What was that? Oh, just just no selling the entire situation. <laughs> I got to say, it's a really efficient way to uh, set up the premise of your manga. <laughs> just instantly, first two pages. Here's what's going on. Girl sees ghosts, does not want ghosts to know this. She heads home, uh, hoping that uh, that will be the end of it. Uh, it is definitively not. <laughs> Surely just a weird hallucination I saw. It's f- fine. Uh, one, thing, one thing I couldn't help but notice is um, uh, it was... A lot of it was in the first chapter, but uh, the first couple of chapters have a lot of fan service that the uh, that the manga proceeds to drop a little bit later, which it, the only reason I noted is because it's one of the most uh, transparent examples of we're going to we're going to put in a bunch of fan service to keep people's attention long enough to get them hooked by the story I've seen in a long time. So. To be fair, also, if we go by the end of volume one, the little authors uh, edit, apparently they started this on Twitter and then within like four, uh, 
like the first couple of weeks. So probably like first three chapters, they got serialized into a weekly series. Yeah, so probably so that's probably when it tamed down a lot. Yeah. Surprisingly, if you put a lot of um, just fan service shots, you get a lot of play on Twitter. I, I would never know <laughs> why. If you have Amazing. a lot of panty lines showing through the pajama bottoms, it, people pay attention. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> a lot of a lot of shots of the protagonist suspiciously bending down. <laughs> it's one of those ones where it's like the sort of like don't pay attention to this kind of fan service. I don't know. So something about how like unashamed it was. I found it more amusing than anything else. It knew what it was. It's yeah. Real. It it had that thing that you get from like um eighties horror where you have the girl put her ass in the camera before she gets stabbed by the slasher. Mm. Yes. We've all read Final Girl, Sam. We know yes. exactly what that's like. <laughs> it's essential. Mm-hmm. Because it's what the people want. <laughs> what the people crave. Violence and sex. Yes. <laughs> this, this manga actually has a lot of both. <laughs> Miko does her best to ignore the... Uh... <laughs> The twisted-necked ghost that appeared in the bathroom mirror while she's getting ready for bed. She's like, okay, maybe I should, like, seek an exorcism, get a rosary. Uh, uh, You know what? Maybe I just am uh, tired. I need to get some sleep. (laughs) Love. This manga has some great, um, just like, uh, for lack of a better word, jump scare panels. I just love how her entire energy just throughout the and this kind of causes a bit of conflict, obviously, in later chapters. But she is the epitome, like the absolute epitome of if I didn't if you can't see me, I can't see you or something like that. It was just. Yeah, she's extremely stone faced. The other thing I like is, uh, I know, salt. That'll make them go. She just gets a giant bowl of salt and sits it in the corner. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. You typically throw the salt on them or you make like a ring of protection, not just, I put a bunch of salt in my room. <laughs> put a bunch of salt in the corner. <laughs> for for those of you who don't know, the myth is that uh, evil spirits can't cross uh, salt lines. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, considering that uh, uh, salt's properties uh, is an antimicrobial, it's uh, another one of those cases. Where, you know that old that old fairy tale actually has something of a basis in truth because you know diseases were usually uh, blamed on ghosts and such. If you simply do not go where the miasma is, you will not get sick and die. I think also something with with Japan in particular, it's because salt comes from the sea. Mm. There's kind of like mm. the divine angle there. But. And the idea of, like, moving water is purifying. But poor Miko, she goes and puts the salt in the corner of the room, and she's like, okay, I'm just going to get some sleep. I'll be able to uh, deal with this. And she's t- putting herself under the covers, and there's another ghost just right there under the covers going, Mama, just going to ignore that. <laughs> going to buy a rosary tomorrow, maybe change the bed sheets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's not because there was a ghost touching them. Ugh. No, there. That is not the reason why you are correct, Jay. Mm. This this manga is at least a lot subtler about the fact uh, Miko is constantly pissing herself in fear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike One Hundred Girlfriends, which tells you constantly. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Also, her name is Miko. Yes, what I, I don't said. know if that was pointed out. Yeah. Because well, well, it's a, it's a Irony. short name. Yeah, it's a sh- nickname for Miroku, right? Or Miruko? Or is her name? No, Miko? I was referring to the religious Miko. Miko. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Shrine maiden. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask about that, <laughs> Jay, resident expert. Because uh, uh, spoilers, they uh, they go to a shrine later, and that made me think of that. Uh, but that's a that's a bit later. Uh, currently, uh, we have uh, to introduce Mi- our other primary character. Yeah, Miko. Miko goes to school, and uh, we are introduced to the Genki, uh, the Genkiest of all Genki girls, <laughs> the Boobs McGee of this of this <laughs> franchise. You know the one. Have you seen Orihime? It's Orihime. <laughs> it's Orihime, but somehow dumber. Like, <laughs> it's just really, really impressive. No, it's uh, Mako from Kill a Kill. Oh, yes. Yes, yes 100%. <laughs> you were correct. The parallels are numerous. Like, as soon as you said it, yeah, no, I see it. Uh, no wonder I liked her so much. <laughs> Mako was my favorite character in Kill a Kill. I'm. I'm su- I would not be surprised if you ever had the two of them in one room. They would officially destroy the entire Earth with their dumbness. It's terrifying. <laughs> they just fused into one being. The the nexus of of pure life energy and stupidity would create a black hole that would yes. annihilate all things. She is, as Jake described, the gankiest of all ganky girls because she. Uh, well, she's introduced by uh, jump scaring Nico by. <laughs> With a uh, with a surprised hug, and uh, we find that Miko is actually capable of shocked reactions to unexpected situations. It's just a really good thing she's capable of suppressing that when the ghosts are around. Yes, I'm actually quite concerned for our protagonist, just because obviously, since have we we have established that she's the only one who can see these creatures. So far, we have established that. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just saying, from the outside point of view. She might end up with a referral for some anxiety. <laughs> I think she needs that anyway. Who cares if the ghosts are real? This girl needs some sleep. I'm just saying, if she was drugged out, she might uh, be doing a lot better. Yes. <laughs> the sheer amount of internal screaming faces that we get from her, it's like her blood pressure has got to be through the roof, man. Yes. <laughs> I like how she like she has a sort of like uh generally speaking plain aesthetic but the amount like like the degree to which the bags under her eyes expand it it transforms her unintentionally into almost having a bit of a goth girl aesthetic <laughs> cuz she's so gloomy all the time cuz she's so tired yeah which is another that. reason that made it apparent that um at least lore-wise that this is a relatively recent development Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the very heavy implication is that we see the first time it happened in that opening chapter. Well, fortunately, uh, uh, nothing's bad. Uh, nothing bad has gone on so far. Uh, we're on the third floor, right? Yeah. Why do you ask? As a ghost walks by the window and then slips through, goes morning. Is this like weird twisted schoolgirl staggers through the walls? <laughs> Miko. Desperately maintaining her poker face as Hannah's just like, why are you staring at me so intensely? Ooh, are you about to confess your love to me? Yes, there's a lot of Yuri Im- a lot of Yuri energy. Similarly <laughs> to Kiliko, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Miko's response to that is when she's like, is still the glum face of if she'd just seen a ghost, like, oh gross. 
Like, <laughs> not into it. Because you know uh, Hana immediately drops the just kidding. <laughs> she was only half kidding. Poor Hana. Look, this is not this is not the hardest the manga will push this ship, which, to be fair, I'm all for it. I'm just saying, what else do you do when you have, like, your bestie? <laughs> you just, you just... Everyone knows if you have a best friend, you constantly want to bone them. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> but uh, because this manga is still in the uh, sex cells segment, we have to have a section in the locker room of uh, the girls changing. I was, I was yes. about to say, Sam, it never actually leaves sex cells, if we're going to be yeah, honest here. It, yeah, it, just does, yeah. uh, it tones it down, but it is never it gets, fully, yeah. eliminated, fully eliminated. Which, which, to be fair, it's part of the joke, so like, it's not like it should eliminate that. That's because you get serialization does not mean you lose your target ar- like, audience yeah. here. <laughs> it just gets less comedically desperate. <laughs> uh, uh, it's here where we establish sort of the rhythm of the manga, which is um, Hana will be on some particular kick that is uh, unintentionally and comedically related to the current ghost situation. Uh, in this particular scenario, uh, she's talking about a show that she watched where uh, there was a severed head in a locker. How messed up is that? Why would they show that on TV? I don't know. Why were you watching it? Look, can you open my locker for me? We're going to be a ghost in there. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. And she opens the locker. There's nothing there. See? Nothing there. What did I tell you? Oh, yay. Thank you, Miko. Oh, by the way, can you get my phone off of the top shelf of the locker? I'm too short to reach it. How did you even get it? Okay, whatever. And Miko's like reaching up to get the phone. And there's there a ghost head. Sever yes. ghost head. I, I got to say, the number of gruesome deaths that has happened in this town is very alarming <laughs> it really is Just well like, that's you... that's another thing that i had to think well probably if if we're getting into lore about it is is this only because there were just so many homicides or deaths or are they just drawn to our sparkling child hana <laughs> well i mean yeah like are they column a a little column b and i mean like uh the other thing is are they are they like spirits from the ether or do they represent somebody who died it's not come up yet because miko is doing everything in her power to pretend it's not happening mm-hmm. but it's like between um severed head screamy boy who literally goes re in the locker <laughs> and um the guy in miko's bathroom whose like neck was twisted around like five times We've already got, just by visual implications, some pretty freaking brutal deaths. <laughs> I I don't know how deeply this manga is going to delve into lore. I don't know how deeply I want it to delve into lore. <laughs> yeah, towards the end of our reading, it was reaching that sort of sweet spot of just, like, explaining enough that you're able to get your teeth into it, but not getting rid of the mystery. But uh, that's that's coming up later when we introduce my favorite character <laughs> uh right now have entered the sort of slice of life horror comedy arc of the manga where we have various shenanigans involving the spirits such as oh no 
Hannah uh, forgot her panties, and that's clearly the most uh, devastating situation right now. Totally not the grabby hands ghost that was living in her desk. To be honest, I was a little offended because obviously this falls into a category of men writing women. You don't forget. <laughs> you don't just forget that you left your panties off. You would not walk all the way from the locker room to the to the classroom without noticing that already. Oh shoot! I completely forgot I was wearing underwear in my very short skirt. Oh no! Literally, like guys being dead serious that they forgot to put a shirt on. Oh. Like no, you didn't. Oh, so you say that, Jay? But I have woken up and forgotten I wasn't wearing a shirt. Oh. It's it's just some real porn writing scenario. <laughs> Uh, which is emphasized by the fact that a very handsy ghost is living in Hannah's desk. And uh, we have the juxtaposed comedy of Miko not wanting anything to do with this. Hannah totally unaware as the ghost is uh, like grabbing at her uh, ample bosom. Literally everything like it's <laughs> and, and everything else. Yeah. Just because of the, uh, you know, like you mentioned, uh, Miko not wanting anything to do with it. Uh, one thing that it uh, was a through line that actually kind of stuck with me for uh, uh, this reading is how, like, freaking wholesome the friendship between these two is. Because there are other cases where, you know, like, it's, uh, like, a more, uh, like, a like better examples of Miko just, like actively making sacrifices for the sake of her friend because her friend doesn't know what's going on and she does and she can't just, you know, leave the situation like this. Mm -hmm. It is simultaneously very funny and very endearing. Oh, they're so wholesome. I love them. I know. <laughs> also, oh. I just I just noticed this uh, in uh, scanning through the manga for the show, but um, one of Hana's like uh signatures is she is a big fan of this particular like bunny mascot character with this comedically severe frown it's literally just an upside down v for a mouth mm -hmm. and at several points miko has not to the same severity but a similar expression <laughs> and it's like i can just see hana like subconsciously being like oh this reminds me of my friend <laughs> meanwhile in actual head thought land she's like "Ooh, cute cute bunny <laughs> Oh, that's uh, we have to we have to have the um, the, the wet t-shirt. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> we established that uh, hand sanitizer, uh, an unreasonable amount of hand sanitizer, does in fact not exercise ghosts. Mm -hmm. No, we oh. have to plead the masses, please the masses. <laughs> yes, we have to get the girl with the big tits. Uh, have her shirt wet. To because be fair, this, for reasons. This, this is after they go to the nurse's office and Hana proceeds to try and play doctor with Miku. Miku. Yes, yes, that actually happens. Like, We're all alone. Let's play doctor. It's it's a really funny <laughs> thing about like, huh, man, I can't see. Oh no, am I dead? I can't hear my own heartbeat. It's because your chest is too big. Oh, well then maybe I'll try and hear your heartbeat. It'll probably be easier. Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it's such a friend thing to say. <laughs> such a mean thing. Just Miko has been explaining away her various stumbling around to push Hana out of the way of ghosts. Says, "Oh, I, I'm I'm anemic, you know." Oh, of course. They show up at the nurse's office, and the nurse isn't in. So that's where uh, Hana's like, "Oh, let me use the stethoscope on you." Uh, hey, you know those things are like 
people get like sick because there's so much bacteria on them here let me sanitize your hands spray 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 trying to like get the ghost (laughs) like it's holy water or something (laughs) i mean it's definitely not because it doesn't work it actually makes the situation much worse exactly because handsy ghost grows a head that now watches Mm -hmm. or did he always have the head and this somehow just made it (laughs) he always had head it was just up his own ass yes Jay, are you suggesting that something about the scenario caused his head to rise? Yes, that is exactly what I was trying to get at, yes. But uh, as they are just kind of messing around, (laughs) Miko desperately trying to get rid of this ghost, the big titty nurse shows up. Because we need those. Which instantly distracts the ghost. (laughs) And apropos of nothing else, uh, (laughs) the, the nurse's perfume had some sort of element in it that exercised the ghost <laughs> results may vary yeah can, can we point out this woman this nurse for their school comes in dressed like lorelei from the pokemon anime like <laughs> she just, really do actually just not uh, appropriate to be <laughs> yeah i feel like i've been desensitized a bit to it just because i don't know in the last Couple series I did I've been reading individually. That's yep. just apparently how they envision school nurses now. Yep, yep, Jay. You whenever you see a school nurse in a hentai or a dojin, it does look exactly like that. I, <laughs> I understand where you're coming from here. <laughs> just like really plunging neckline. I, I just love the comedy of like the perfume had something in it. <laughs> that well she brews her own perfume. That's <laughs> That feels like something that would happen in Old Gods of Appalachia. It's like, I, m- I made my own perfume, but it's got, like, sage in it to get rid of the hates. Those were words. I understand you, Sam. I don't. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I appreciate it. Anyway, let's go get donuts. Oh, I, I love the recurring donut shop. <laughs> I, I love how long the arc of um, Miko getting prayer beads is, because she asks Hana, and she says, oh, yeah, you can just get that at the convenience store. Oh, should we go to the convenience store? We'll do that in like six chapters. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that in like six chapters. First, we need to go get us some donuts. So we're going to go to this uh, novelty donut shop that has just the weirdest pastries. The fungus muffin, the giant scorpion choco chip, and the amen ring, which is... Uh, fried dough that looks like a rosary bee. (laughs) Now I understand like themed like bakery themes or whatever but they're just not connected in any way. This is a kitchen sink of themes. (laughs) 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 They're like, hey, what sort of weird quirky uh, thing can we do this week? And they just sort of What random donuts could we concoct that would be hilarious jokes in a manga? Hmm. (laughs) That's glorious. (laughs) Honestly, I could see a bakery actually trying something like that as a publicity stunt. <laughs> Here, have all of your wacky uh, manga shenanigans with our donuts. <laughs> but uh, the joke in this particular chapter is that Miko has been in the wrong line this entire time because she's been staring at her phone, scrolling the menu, and she's actually in line with a bunch of ghosts. <laughs> this is like my primal fear of mine because... Gotta look at the menu ahead of time. Gotta figure out what's good. Of not paying attention to the world around you and getting in the wrong line. Shut <laughs> <Not> up. <too. laughs> 
Jay, I've been to enough places with you. I know that that's a distinct possibility. Right. <laughs> we have right. lost Jay because she stopped following us before. <laughs> Dude, I can roast myself sometimes, okay? <laughs> we, we are very willing to help. <laughs> now, now, admittedly, that one time it was our own fault because we got distracted by Digimon cards in the target, but... <laughs> We did get some good Digimon cards. Oh what were we talking about? See? We were talking about going to get donuts and ghosts queuing up for something as well. And it's like, what are the ghosts queuing up for? Oh, a weird, warty, pustule-ridden head in an alleyway eating them. Typical Tuesday, I guess. I love how just, like, intensely grotesque the, like, ghosts are. Because it... it for one, it comedically heightens the contrast between them and... And the very clean, very, honestly, almost undetailed... Like, it's one of those ones where um, it's that sort of, like, uh, flat, like, lot of negative space kind of art. Mm -hmm. uh, like, most of the detail is in the eyes, uh, to a lesser extent, the hair. And then there's this, like, the all of the supernatural stuff is, like, this, like, sketchy... Uh, you know, I made the joke earlier about... Uh, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark but it's that art style yeah and then the ghosts are just these very sketchily rendered um like horror visages very distorted they all have like black pits for eyes like a uh, bit of a niche reference but if you've ever read any of uh lamentations of the flame princess the art that scrap princess does is pretty close to that sam do you ever make anything other than niche re references <laughs> i feel like i've heard of that only because i feel like Sam's mentioned that to me before. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> anyway, the ghosts are lining up to be eaten by a weird wart-ridden man. As you do. As you do. This will come up again. This is set up for later, question mark? Uh, There's a lot of things that happen in these early chapters that feel like they're set up for later, but they don't do anything with it in what we read, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead, after getting donuts, I uh, need something else uh, to distract us. Oh, kitty. Kitty in an Amazon box. It's a very cute kitty. I want the kitty. It's a very cute kitty. It's, it's very friendly. Takes an immediate liking to Hannah. And there's a there's a weird ghost hunched in the box. <laughs> I'm just saying this is how I know ghosts would totally betray you. Because everyone knows that if it were a ghost, dogs would freaking tell you. <laughs> to be fair we see dogs do freaking tell you if there's ghosts yeah, yeah we, we have a demonstration of that later <laughs> don't trust cats the cats don't give a shit <laughs> to be fair it seems like cats can't see ghosts which is interesting the cat paws at the um ghost in the box ah the cat's just cool with ghosts then apparently yeah that's why cats are the best evil yeah pure evil <laughs> pure evil and i love them and i want to hug all of them again it, it's the it's the well the manga comes back to again and again but i love the juxtaposition of hannah just like oh my gosh look at the kitty it's so cute i can't take it and then mika's just like yeah i can't take it either me neither <laughs> she's just looking at this horribly twisted monster <laughs> dying inside not uh -huh. having a good time at all Oh, I'm totally going to take this cat back home with me. No, you should not. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. My apartment doesn't allow pets. Oh, thank God. All right. So we need to make sure that uh, he finds a, a nice friend by posting him on Twitter. That I seems like a bad idea. 
That means I need to sit here on this bench as that ghost is just sitting here looking at the cat. <laughs> but uh, I actually really like this, both from like, um, you know, it's the classic don't judge a book by its cover, you know, moral lesson. But also it's a bit of uh, world building because it uh, shows some of the utility of Migos power because, you know, they're sitting on the bench. uh Hana has posted on Twitter. It's like, hey, I've got this cat. Does anybody want him? Uh, we're going to be at this place until this time. And a guy shows up and he looks like, you know, every scary dude in every manga, you know, bald, scarred stereotypical face. Yakuza type. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bald, scarred face, severe expression. And he just kind of like menacingly stands there and Hana's immediately put off by him. Uh, and then a traditionally uh, handsome or young man shows up and he's like, hey, can I have the cat? And uh, Miko immediately stands up uh, and like cuts hand off. It's like, no, you're not going to give the cat to him. Oh, why not? I just don't think that's a good idea. And we see Miko's perspective. This boy is surrounded by the vengeful shades of hideously murdered cats. To be fair. That's also what other human ghosts look like. So they could just be cat ghosts. No, that's the point. Yeah, that's the they're yeah, that's exactly ghosts. it. They're they're it's... the they're the ghosts of his previous victims. Okay. The, yeah, no. I'm no, going yeah. to describe every ghost going forward as the vengeful shade of I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 what the That was kind of that was my read as well. Yeah. Like we but... see, we see, I think two ghosts that aren't horribly twisted in some regard uh, so so we, we we do but then we never see that again and i feel like that kind of was a design choice they backed off on i'm not entirely sure because like we have the boys surrounded by the like horrible cat ghosts and uh Miko's like no we can't give the cat to him because he's obviously some sort of psychopath that tortures cats for fun and uh, meanwhile, and so the ghost that was like watching over the kitten in the box is like stalking him as he walks away. Because like it had been watching the cat and it sees this guy who has like all of these other spirits attached to him and then attaches to that guy and starts like snarling at him in, in ghost speak. And then they give the little kitten to Scarred Bald Tattoo Man. And we see he also has uh, spirits attached to him. They're these very clean and relaxed looking cat spirits just kind of lounging on his shoulders. They're like, very peaceful, whereas the other ones are obviously, well, tortured and don't look exactly like they want to be there. They're little cat angels is the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. cat angels. Were... The other guy has little cat devils. Yes. Do not go with the cat devil person if you want to have a good life. <laughs> but we have a very brief bonus chapter that I absolutely loved where you know, homie brings the cat back and he's like, oh, so what should your name be? How about Meowmul? And the cat's like swipes at him and cuts his lip. And you think it's like, oh, no, he's going to like snap right now. But he just kind of wipes away the blood. And he's like, oh, hey, Meowmul, you like that name, right? And the the cat, not realizing what it did, goes, meow. <laughs> it does cat things. It, it's we the explanation that his Yakuza scars are because he owned cats. <laughs> <laughs> and we have this incredibly sweet image of 
and I love it. This is such good storytelling of like this uh, smiling woman w- with a ring on her finger is like watching over him and the two little cat angels. And there's a shrine in the corner of the same woman and cats. And it's like, no, he's really a nice guy and he's going to take good care of this cat. And my heart was so warm. It was so cute. I it's loved so it. It's so cute. Oh. And I, I, it's like, I was I was having a decent time with the manga up to this point. This is the part that really sold me of like, okay, yeah, no, this is this is uh <laughs> Yeah this this has this has some real uh real weight to it as a yeah, story. Cause, Cause the thing is, like, up to this point, it's all been like jokey dumb stuff. Like there hasn't been like any kind of like meaningful narrative weight to anything. But this was a uh this was a story that like actually had some like visual storytelling and subtlety to it you know relatively speaking subtlety is definitely a word i would be hesitant to use with this story but <laughs> yeah well re- that's why that's why i followed it with relatively speaking because yeah, uh, everything's relative it, 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 uh, in contrast to what had come before yeah because we immediately dive back into the uh slice and slice of life shenanigans after this but uh i got uh to you know spoil the would you continue reading at the end i feel like um this manga has a lot of moments with like real heart in it that are separated by i wouldn't i i I would definitely not say like subpar material it's just like it's goofy dumb it's what it is and so uh uh for a lot of this reading i was like ah you know this is pretty good you know i enjoy this i'm having a good time i could i could come back to this and then every now and again it'd just be like oh yeah now we're cooking and uh this chapter with the cats was uh definitely one of those moments but yeah getting back to the uh the slice of life shenanigans we have miko on the bus with the gossip ghost oh yes i i got it i'd love the designs of the ghost and this one is particularly uh gruesome because it's this like four-headed beast uh on like a malevolent four-headed vengeful beast yeah uh yeah yeah. it's this four-headed monster on like the body of a school girl sort of and like all uh repeating various gossipy platitudes and he goes like okay now i gotta get off this bus as soon as i can this is I just gotta ignore it, pretend I don't hear it, and then one of the heads, like, leans over her shoulder, like, hey, no way, right? Can you believe it? And the ghost is, like, paying attention to her, so she has to try really hard to not notice, and that makes her miss her bus stop, and she's so sad about it. I like how she's sad because she's not going to get a meet up with Hana, but then Hana texts, oh, yeah, no, I'm not even close to there. I also got lost. <laughs> <laughs> I took the wrong train, like the whole ass wrong train. Ugh. How do you even do that? Um, it makes sense if it makes sense, but probably the wrong destination was indicated as on the train. Or Hana just <laughs> didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling that Hana is easily distracted. What makes you think that? The fact that uh, she's easily distracted. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if through a coin pastor or something, she'd just follow the shiny to to like another state. <laughs> but uh, despite uh, missing her bus stop, uh, Miko still arrives at the de- at the beat of destination before Hana. So she's just chilling in the Starbucks. I mean, moon box. <laughs> <laughs> better than uh, it's better than the place. 
The Staybucks, yep. I had to double check because I thought it was supposed to be like a steak burger thing. Because I'm like, what, what on earth is this? Oh. <laughs> they made the overcorrection just without thinking about potentially making another word. I, yeah. Considering I, considering Hannah's get out of jail card for this particular vignette, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was a steak shop. <laughs> because um, she's just kind of sitting there enjoying her drink, uh, waiting for Hannah, and she uh, glances over as she hears somebody uh, talking on the phone. It's like some guy talking to some, you know, like fancy pants boy talking to her or talking to his girlfriend. And there is a ghost just like leaning against him, like, yeah, I love you. No one else can have you. It's just like, you know, classic jealous, jolted lover sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh uh Playboy which, immediately which thinks makes that- me which makes me question, is this a dead person? <laughs> I see, this is the chapter that also made me wonder, like, are these all supposed to be dead people? like because yeah that's why i'm not gonna spoil this particular chapter but like the the end of this chapter is insane if this is people are haunted by the things they've murdered rather than yeah which which brings up my response to cat guys like i don't think he actually killed like 14 cats like i think he's just a person Oh, yeah, it, it it doesn't say one way or the other. I suppose that makes it. But, like, the thing is, we know at least some of them are dead, but that's why I said earlier, like, are these ghosts of dead people or are they, like, just spirits from the ether or something? Manifested bad vibes. Yeah. Uh, Miko does not want to know. She doesn't want any part of this, so the manga has not really directly addressed that idea yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be fair, homegirl ghost we get in this one strikes me as ghost who became obsessed with this dude, not necessarily someone, someone that he who, knew. It, yeah. Like, he didn't know her in life. Yeah, the the ghost uh, notices Miko noticing and stalks over to menace her about it. And Miko's just desperately searching up something on her phone. It's like, you can't have him. He's mine. <laughs> so Miko's looking at her phone like, wow, he's so cool. I, and I love the, like, triangle of misunderstandings here (laughs) because playboy is like "Ooh, she's talking about me the ghost is like she's talking about him miko looking at her phone watching a wrestler (laughs) i i like how going forward there's the not so subtle implication that i i need something just random that will be perfect like oh yeah he's cute because this wrestler uh the badger comes up multiple times and miko's just like "Ooh." (laughs) <laughs> you know, Miko becomes an honest to god fan of Anaconda Anaguma. <laughs> she actually develops a, a a love for pro wrestling because of this distraction. She's like, I need, I need to find a very manly dude doing manly things, and then just like, oh no, this awoken something in me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I gotta say. There's there's a lot of panels that made me burst out laughing. The one that got me the hardest was later on. It's like a end of chapter little vignette thing. So questionable canonicity, but it's like Miko at a meeting with Anaguma. And he's they're like posing for a photo shoot, and he's hoverhanding her. Well, yeah, you don't want to get accused yeah. of anything with fans. I know, but that that was so funny to me. I don't know why. Oh. But uh, it works. The uh, weird vagina mouth ghost is like, oh, she's not into my boy. 
You got to be more specific. There's multiple weird vagina mouth ghosts. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Rows of teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a shark. Like a vagina. <laughs> yes, we've all seen that movie. Yes. I just meant all of them. Right? Oh, no. So Hannah shows up. <laughs> and he goes like, oh, thank God. My friend is here. I can leave. And that's when Playboy, who, reminder, opened this scene on a phone call with his girlfriend, decides to go up and start hitting on Miko, who, using all of her combined powers of ignoring ghosts, just completely stonewalls this man. Incredible. Because he is very, very attractive. It's it's some real girl boss behavior <laughs> to just completely no sell this guy. <laughs> and oh. uh, yeah, that's when uh, the thing that rightfully, I think, made Matt question the the metaphysics of this um, girlfriend of Playboy shows up and she is surrounded by a horde of like jilted lover man ghosts. A lot of which with like their costuming are like older coat. Yeah. Coded as being like older. So it's like probably teachers. There, there are a lot of implications that it doesn't get into. Yeah. Whether whether there are people who were in a relationship with her or people who admired her from afar. See, I'm I'm seeing a lot of stalkers is really. Yeah. Mm, that I too, guess that too. I guess the implication of this chapter is there are people that were led on by them, which maybe, but then why does Playboy not have more? It's the weird yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it feels like it's the sort of thing where the mangaka wanted to go for a specific like gut punch moment. Yeah. And... It, it, it's the end of panel like whammy, but then like. Within the context it, of the full story, you have to be like, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It makes you question why doesn't obvious Playboy have more, you know, crazy lady ghosts after him? Well, it's because he's so obviously a Playboy. No one's really that disappointed in him. They're like, oh, no, that's what he does. Like, <laughs> at some point, you just yeah, know, you know who what? you're getting involved with. Like, you know what? I buy it. I do like Miko going like some people are just made for each other. <laughs> yeah, that's made in hell right there. <laughs> Uh, but then we get the, the culmination of the prayer beads arc. <laughs> I love this. Like, particularly as a fan of the Dresden Files, this is so f***ing funny to me. Because they go to the mall, and Miko ends up buying, like, four rosaries. <laughs> and... <laughs> Hana comes over, why did you buy those? Are they trendy or something? Yeah, they're definitely trendy. So why don't I see anybody else wearing them? I'm a trendsetter. (laughs) (laughs) That is just the most boss thing to say. Yes. (laughs) I set those trends. Oh, you you keep cooking, Miko. You're amazing. (laughs) Maybe I should have gotten some. And then Miko remembering the ghosts that were molesting her friend. You know what? Yeah, you have have two of mine. (laughs) That's why I bought four. I need to increase her defense stat. Uh, so, um, for some reason that makes sense in Hana's vacuous brain, they have to go through a spooky alley. Well, no, it's because they have to go to the bakery in order to get butt buns. Yes, these are butt buns. Introduce the butt buns. It tastes <laughs> like a real butt. It tastes like eating a real butt. I'm just like, this is this. <laughs> I lost it. 
<laughs> I, I'm just, talk I'm about just... slap it right in your face. Yeah, that's what people want. A button <laughs> slapped right in their face. <laughs> I'm just saying, Hana gets better by the chapter. <laughs> this girl eats ass. I'm not saying I don't like being catered to, but even I was confused by this. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately... This this makes them go down the most cursed alley ever. <laughs> Where... A comedically cursed alley. So comedically cursed. If we're still going by the metric that one ghost equals someone was viciously slain means 90 people have died in this alley. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like it, it in a grand scope, you can say like it's a city. There's a lot of people here in, a, in just like pure population density. A lot of people are going to die in some bad way or another that might leave a ghost. So that's going to like build up over time so but that's that's me explaining on the manga's behalf so. well i'm not i'm not convinced all of the ghosts are are like dead like people human souls yeah i i'm not convinced they're all that like I, true we, we have, know for we a have fact a number, some of them are Jake, yeah, I, we, I have I a think, number of entities that do okay. uh argue that sorry go ahead matt yeah jacob i think with the, what we get introduced later i think that's basically confirmed <laughs> that all of these things aren't ghosts we, the character that gets introduced next. I, mm. I think she's a strong case for it. Yeah, we're still a few chapters away from best girl Julia, but... <laughs> Ooh, Sam, I've, I've never disagreed with you more. It is a hard choice because Hannah is also a uh, strong contender for best girl. <laughs> Julia's too freaking funny. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to compare uh, all parties... Do as we go on uh uh in going through the uh the turbo cursed alley uh <laughs> find the most the most <laughs> man so far uh we... who's apparently very itchy we just get leatherface from the chainsaw massacre movies like <laughs> leatherface as hung by a steel chain it looks like oh and uh the location is so cursed the prayer beads that uh, Miko is wearing explode. <laughs> they freaking explode. <laughs> Which, like, they bought these at a convenience store. <laughs> Why? <laughs> How? She just starts crying, too, is the best part. Like, <laughs> like abandon all hope. <laughs> you enter here. <laughs> Hana, who has blissfully run along, phasing through the spirit, is just like, oh, hey, Mako, what's wrong? Did you see what's this coming on? I'm fine. My bracelet snapped. <laughs> what? But you just bought it. Oh, no, please yeah. don't come back here. We got to go back to complain. And <laughs> But that's after Miko summons up all her courage to just walk through the spirit because it's like, if Hannah could just walk through it, surely I can too. I don't see anything. <laughs> continuing the theme of the month, we have Miko go inside something's body. <laughs> uh, because we can't escape it even in this. <laughs> because Hana also dropped her bunny plush, so Miko has to go back and get it, which involves bending down inside the spirit. She's just like sobbing at the end of it. It's like, 
Oh no, you're so upset by your bracelets being destroyed. We need to go back and get you new ones. Don't take me through it again. <laughs> Miko is dragging Hana away from going back through the alley again. But we're not quite done as we get introduced to um actual best girls. And yeah, from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I gotta say, I do love the trope of um person who's got mild amounts of psychic abilities, but realizes that's not really profitable and proceeds to just scam people. Oh yeah, no, she's Mort Lindquist. And that's why I say this as a Dresden Files fan, this was my favorite chapter. Cause she's just Mort. <laughs> She is someone who had enough, like, talent for seeing the undead that she's able to fake it till she makes it and just scam people. I'm not 100% sure that, because we get introduced that there is a um, not traditionally attractive woman who is using the charm she is making to get men attracted to her. And those appear to be working. So I think this lady is psychic to some degree. Oh, no, she's definitely... She she definitely has some powers like she, she she says in her own head uh the scam is working she says that she's paying dudes off to hit on this lady oh that's i thought she was also just spending her money on escorts there we i misunderstood mm. then <laughs> yeah but she does definitely have powers because when uh, miko and hana enter like, she doesn't have vision to the degree that Nico has, she just sees sort of like a vague, spooky Shadow mist. mist, yeah. Miasma or something. She notes uh, Nico and it's like, you know it's there. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> there is something very, very wrong going on right now. Here, a very powerful rosary. It, it's... I'll give this to you. A great power resides within. Go ahead and put it on, girl. She slips it on and it immediately explodes again because Leatherface followed them here. Yeah, and uh, this is this is where we learn that uh, Hana is objectively the genkiest of all the genki girls. <laughs> she <laughs> has such a pure aura that things are attracted to her, but like a moth drawn to flame, her pure energy instantly will destroy weaker spirits. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's just got a super Saiyan aura of life energy around her. <laughs> oh, Lavana. And so, so grandmother decides, all right, I suppose uh, the charlataning has gone on long enough. Time to get serious. I shall give this girl my most powerful artifact, and then I will uh, proceed to be a spirit medium the right way. And then... The most powerful artifact explodes instantaneously. <laughs> well, time to retire. It explodes instantaneously and hits her in the face. I'm moving back in with my children. <laughs> I love it because like there, there's like a half a panel where she's like going about her office doing her charlataning work. And there's a letter from her son just like, mom, please come home. Stop scamming people. <laughs> Which makes her returning home all the better. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And like she has her, she has her stage name crossed out and her real name on the <laughs> fortune telling mansion closed for good. <laughs> oh, I love Granny. She's great. She's amazing. Oh, but uh, we we need more characters. 
Uh, let's mm. int- introduce more characters. We introduce Miko's little brother. I do really like the way he's introduced because, you know, like Miko's asleep. She's having some sort of uh, dream that's making her talk at her sleep. And A nightmare re- about the horrible things that have been happening to her recently. Uh-huh. Yeah. She she wakes up and sees a shadowed figure over her and immediately freaks out, throws open the curtain. Oh, hey, little bro. Oh, no, it's a very calm because she doesn't know if it's a ghost. So she... Ah, right, right, right. She has to no-sell it. Yeah, she freaks out once she realizes it's her brother. Mm-hmm. I love her, her brother's dialogue here because he's just like, hey, you were... um." being real weird in your sleep. Were you having some kind of weird sex dream? And she's like, why were you watching me sleep? <laughs> Only one of us here. is weird here. <laughs> she's like going to, she's like going to throw a pillow at him. I mean, I was thinking maybe she was being loud. The brother being weird seems to be uh, more plausible to me, but yeah, uh, at school, uh, the other middle schoolers uh, proceed to fan these flames of stupidity. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's talking with his friend wearing the I heart hamburger shirt. Which is true. I do heart hamburgers. Like, yeah. <laughs> same, honestly. <laughs> I just love the, like, supreme confidence the one girl is uh, honest. It's like, oh, your, your uh, sister is acting weird, like talking in her sleep. That means she's got a boyfriend. When a girl falls in love, she surrenders her body and soul, you know? Whoa, a boyfriend. And he's, like, not paying attention. It's just like, I mean... It'd be the same if I ever dated someone. Wait, you never dated anybody? How would you know this? Shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the most middle school conversation ever. <laughs> it really yes. Is. <laughs> uh, yes, I am an expert on this. I have yeah. never experienced it before, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you're wrong, and I know more than you. Well... <laughs> so, of course, um, uh, Kiyosuke, the little brother... Uh, he has to now follow uh, Miko around trying to figure out what's up with her. Uh, well, his, his imagination conjuring up stupid middle schooler things. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I love it. He follows her to a bookstore. I love this. This is such a stupid gag, and I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh uh miko is is looking through books on 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 the supernatural and is disappointed oh this doesn't help this is all nonsense she goes to put the book back of course there's a ghost there so she just no sells puts the book back walks away which is the standard joke but then we get the really funny (laughs) (laughs) because kisuke runs over to see what she was on about and glances at the shelf directly below all the ghost books which includes 99 ways to please your lover 100 date spots a story about being (laughs) a story about (laughs) my personal favorite of by far Nothing. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted advice on how to please a man, all or nothing, put it in your mouth is pretty good. <laughs> You're all horrible, and I want you to know. <laughs> what is this bookstore that is putting all of that below the ghost books? <laughs> a very, very horny one. I love the fact that we see her little brother opening that 99 ways to please your lover and just like overreacting. And the dude who's looking at another shoulder, just looking over his shoulder, just going like, what is that kid reading? Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kid, you'll learn one day. Better study up early. 
all or nothing. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. It knows. It knows exactly what it is. <laughs> I, I just want to know why that book has so many pages. <laughs> I think it tells you everything you need to know on just the title. <laughs> oh. What? It needs to go into detail. Yes, Matt. What? <laughs> I haven't said anything. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but because this is a uh, because this is a uh, a uh, horror property, we need to have the girl taking a bath. So uh, Mika goes to take a bath and try to relax after another day of fucking ghosts. Uh, well, hopefully not. Put a comma there. <laughs> Oxford comma. Oxford comma. <laughs> Kiyosuke in his infinite. So she did get a boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) of a sort. Patrick Swayze. Kiyosuke in his infinite wisdom is like, now is my chance Uh, because I randomly grabbed one of the books and opened it up, and we didn't note this, but like he opened the book for ninety nine ways to please your lover, and it's like hickeys are a sign of love. So his plan: get into the bath with Nico and examine her for hickeys. Oh, that's not, that's a stupid and unintentionally creepy thing that a middle schooler brain could come up with, surely. <laughs> to be fair, it's not unintentionally creepy either. He just regrets it midway through. <laughs> uh, fortunately for his plan and unfortunately for Miko, there is a spirit crouched in the corner. So she's getting ready to just get up and leave. <laughs> she's like, nope, 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 nope. Cutting the mask short. I'm out of here. And that's what he bust in the door like we yeah we should take a bath together we haven't done so in a long time suddenly i'm regretting my decision never mind he sees his sister sees her back exposed and goes okay yep not full of hickeys so i regret this decision now because i realized there's an entire process afterwards that i would need follow-up on meanwhile miko has seen a ghost in the corner and is afraid to get out of the bath yeah, so she's oh. like, oh, thank God, back up. Reinforcements. No, come on, I'll wash your back. Get in here. <laughs> they, bo- they both are really gung-ho for this plan and then both immediately regret it because they're both... Neither of them ended up getting in the water because they're like... <laughs> <laughs> but it just ends up being this, like, kind of basic sibling situation. <laughs> hey, sis, do you have a boyfriend? What? Why do you ask? So you do have one. No! Oh, well, I guess I could have just talked to you like a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I was told by a girl in my middle school class that women aren't human beings and have secret codes. That's dumb. Don't <laughs> don't ever do that. Oh. Don't, pro tip, don't listen to middle schoolers. They oh. vape. <laughs> Eat hot chip and lie. I think we need a uh, quick break after that one. We will uh, return and uh, continue these uh, spiritual shenanigans after this. Go and grab some rosary donuts. Or, you know, grab a jewel so you can hit it and then have middle schoolers think you're cool. back to the show folks where last we left our unfortunate of a main character 
well, some shenanigans have been happening involving uh, the interaction of ghosts in her day-to-day life. Uh, and this is highlighted in the next chapter that we have, uh, the next little slice of life, where, um, you know how when you drop something shiny, you can never seem to find it again? Well, turns out, tiny old men steal these things and run away with them. This was my favorite monster. I <laughs> The cuteness. This was the cuteness overload for me. I'm like, yes! So, just to let you know, dear listener, Jay's definition of cuteness is fat, pudgy old men. So, if you ever, ever thought about shooting yourself... <laughs> oh, so, so long as they are small. <laughs> oh if God. you are short, if you are a <laughs> no. short... Plus size, <laughs> bald king. <laughs> Slide into Jay's DMs. <laughs> I don't know what it was about this particular chapter, but uh, Miko's expressions were like on point. This one, <laughs> maybe it was because this was like the one chapter where she wasn't constantly in internal screaming face. Oh. <laughs> uh. Because, like, she sees the little old dude, and she's like, it's kind of cute. <laughs> Maybe this would be a nice uh, change of pace from all the creepy stuff I've been seeing. Hold on, let me follow him where he stole my 500-yen coin and ran around the Sally way. Oh, God! <laughs> As it's this Russian nesting doll of old men. The, the, the body shapes are wrong. There's a face vagina that is both consuming and birthing old men. It's quite, really weird. It's quite something. <laughs> Whoa, a big old guy. <laughs> I've never been more unhappy reading something than uh, this this uh, whammy <laughs> panel. <laughs> I just love the contrast between Miko, Miko's original, Whoa, a tiny old guy, and Whoa, a big old guy. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, he's moving! <laughs> uh... Oh, look, my 500 yen coin. Let me just kneel down to get that and oh, God, a crow. <laughs> I've saved. <laughs> she chases after the bird that stole the shiny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was originally going to get some bean soup for her and her brother. <laughs> she comes back, he's playing on his switch. and <laughs> It's like, where are our drinks? My money got taken. Who took it? A crow. It's fine. He saved my life. What do you mean, a crow? Get it back. I love how little brother is about to go beat up a crow. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> that man is on site when it comes to protecting his big sister. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> and we see more of the little weird old dudes underneath the couch. <laughs> but uh, we had um, my favorite chapter. Uh, spoiler alert for the end of the episode. Uh, but this this upcoming uh, this next one was my favorite because uh, it starts off as a uh, a usual chapter for this manga. You know, um, Hana and Nico are out doing their thing. Uh, they're at a uh, shop and getting you know the seasonal chestnut pudding, and we learn that Miko is a sweet tooth who likes this particular uh, pudding. And she was you know disappointed she couldn't get it last year. She has an encounter with a ghost cashier. <laughs> which is very spooky to look at. I like how the ghost cashier <laughs> is saying the price for the pudding is about 30 yen less. And I'm like, aha, because inflation. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess if these aren't really ghosts, could just be a very stupid spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. Six of one, half a dozen of another. Either way, Miko ends up buying an extra thing to make up the difference. 
<laughs> and, and so Hana gets a fish cake. But uh, as uh, she's going about her morning, she's like, okay, more ghosts, whatever. I can go eat my chestnut pudding. And she enters into the dining room where it's, you know, her brother and her parents and a big bleach hollow looking guy <laughs> just like over the table. And, uh, you know, the whole family's kind of talking to her at once and she's barely responding because she's trying really, really hard not to pay attention to the demon. <laughs> And it's like, oh, hey, that chestnut pudding in the fridge, that's yours, isn't it, big sis? Oh, you better put your name on it before somebody eats it. And dad's like, oh, come on, that was only one time. And, you know, mom's like, oh, don't bring that up again. And uh, you got in such a big argument with your dad when he took it last time. It's a domestic moment. That... And, and the entire time, the like thought process of Miko going through here is how she wishes she didn't have to see these things. As uh, she's going to leave for school, she takes the pudding, except instead of taking it to, you know, eat, she walks into another room and puts it on a shrine with a picture of her dad. And that's when it hits you. Nobody's directly spoken to dad. They they hid his dialogue really well in where it made sense. Yeah. It, it's a real Bruce Willis was dead at the end of Sixth Sense moment. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. That movie is older than most <laughs> of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that really hit me. And it's simultaneously, you know, kind of cute. Like dad is still here watching over her. But also, Miko herself is very unsettled by this. She's like... She's not... upset that she's seeing someone who's gone. She doesn't mm -hmm. know how to feel about it. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, Dad's also not been paying attention to the weird hollow monster until right now when the monster's going, Pudding! No, that's mine. She gave it to me. It's like, okay, so you can see this! <laughs> I, I like Miko is fighting back, like acknowledging him until she's right ready to school. And like both her mom and her dad have said like goodbye to her. And then she's like, finally says like, uh, I forget what it is exactly, but she says a goodbye in such a way that it could easily be applied to both of them, but not in such a way she reveals she can see them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if perhaps the trauma was the loss of her father that triggered all of this. That allowed her to see the ghosts. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, you know, that was my thinking when I got here because we heard like it's been a year since that happened. Well, no, it's it's probably been less than a year because a year ago, Dad stole her pudding. So yeah, so a year ago he was alive, mm -hmm. and he died somewhere between then and now. Also, Dad is like, as we've revealed before, Dad is completely normal looking to the point he's indistinguishable from a human being. Which the only other time we've seen the ghost look like that was the wife of Yakuza guy with the cat. Mm -hmm. But yeah. even then, she was kind of angelic. Rather yeah, she, yeah, she was very ethereal. Yeah, like you could tell she was not a normal human because she had like spooky ghost wisps, but like there was like a purity to it. Yeah, Whereas, dad's just a normal guy. Yeah, dad just looks like a normal guy. Uh, something that Miko brings up is that she's worried that the ghosts are becoming clearer and clearer to her, and she's having trouble distinguishing what is real from what is, well, not, 
she says what is real to be fair so it's like distinguishing ghosts from people the ghosts are becoming more clear to her is what's happening really Mm -hmm. which is emphasized actually pretty early on in the uh chapter where the gag was she was in the wrong line Mm -hmm. yeah and it make it does make me wonder like what if uh the weird bleach hollow looking monster wasn't there and also the rest of the living family wasn't around and she could talk to him let him know let dad know that she saw him and that's such an intense temptation but then there's also just because this is the character of miko that has been established up to this point there's also the question of could this ghost like you know it looks like my father do i trust it on that or also if i acknowledge i can see this one do they all know now you know like mm-hmm. they it, it's it's disturbing to her because there's a chance to talk to her father again but she doesn't want to acknowledge any of this is happening because 99% of it has been unfathomably horrifying mm-hmm. yeah and and ghost dad expresses a regret that he never got to really apologize for taking her pudding plus there's so also it, the the whole traditional japanese aspect of it where you don't talk with ghosts because they belong to the like realm of the dead and mm-hmm. by speaking to them you're inviting them to a place they don't belong so yeah one of the things is the manga never expressly says that like if miko fails her poker face and acknowledges the ghosts are there she's gonna immediately die like it never expressly says that but like even from the first encounter that is very heavily implied with the ghost asking can you see me can you see me can you see me it's certainly the assumption that uh miko is operating under Mm -hmm. yeah after that relatively emotionally heavy chapter we have uh, a very fun little (laughs) uh bonus thing where uh she and hannah are in a cake store and we have uh, two versions of the same chapter, which is uh, from Hannah's perspective, where Miko just ke- just seems kind of distracted. And then from Miko's perspective, where Hannah's trying to point out the cute little cupcake, and uh, there is a... <laughs> the, the four-eyed gremlin thing pressed against the inside of the, of the pastry display stand, like, let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out. Which, actually, uh, interestingly, from a lore perspective, points out that the voices of the ghosts can be so loud that she doesn't hear other people because uh in the it covers over the other dialogue Uh uh-huh so when she's like what sorry i didn't hear that she legitimately didn't the ghost was saying something yeah that was a lot of um lore exploration sort of emotionally heavy let's have just a fun chapter of hana not having any idea what the hell is going on (laughs) she does best (laughs) <laughs> hana just hanaing over an entire chapter i love it she wakes up she starts having her breakfast which is a huge stack of pancakes she sends a picture to miko and miko's like that is way too much <laughs> you are so lucky all the calories go to your boobs <laughs> i was about to say that's not even hana's only breakfast today <laughs> yeah even her mom is like hana is are, are you done on the on the way to I'm not sure if I don't think it's school because she's not in her uniform on the way to whatever she's doing. My favorite monster design. This guy is so freaky, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) She sees a dog. Oh, hello, Mr. Puppy. You're so energetic. And it's like freaking out. (laughs) 
Yeah, this is when we get established that dogs are the real MVP. <laughs> They're yes. like, there's a ghost behind you. Stop. What are you doing? <laughs> John is the goat. John the pit bull. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, as she's walking away, we see from the ghost perspective, it's like Hannah's like, uh, life aura. And then the monster following her, which is this huge hunchback thing with super long needle fingernails. And like the most striking aspect of it is like its face it's where its eyes would be are like stitched over so it has eyes in like its jawline so they're like diac they're like at a 45 degree angle and the mouth way too big taking up where the nose would be yes and there also seems to be if not a mouth as something beneath the chin mm-hmm. it's like dripping kind of waxy is this the one that is like barbecuing the smaller ones yeah, it's barbecuing the little old guys in Hannah's uh, extreme life aura. Which is how we know name. it's an enemy. Because, mm-hmm. again, they're adorable. Little gremlin. It's like grabbing the little guys, throwing it onto her boobs so that they start frying and then eats them. <laughs> and actually, I do love the sort of implication that, like, it's doing this over and over. And then Hannah gets hungry and pulls out her emergency melon bun. So it's like, maybe the reason she's hungry all the time is that her life essence is getting burned away to barbecue tiny ghosts <laughs> as snacks for big demons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that's uh, that's a mood. <laughs> that's probably what's happening. <laughs> I'm just saying, would your dietitian believe that? <laughs> no. <Yes. laughs> That's Mine would. Have... Yours might not. <laughs> I don't think Dr. Hansen would believe that at all. As Hannah is walking along, she finds a young boy who is crying and holding a snap dog collar, and it's like, my my dog, he his collar came off and he ran away and he went into that place. It was really scary. And I don't know what to do with that. Hannah just being the font of positivity that she is, despite the fact that allegedly actually cursed building. Super cursed, very dilapidated. And because she is the genkiest of all genki girls, of course she's scared of ghosts, which, I mean, in this universe we've established it's a very legitimate fear, but she doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But because uh, she loves dogs and doesn't want to see the little boy cry, uh, she decides she's going to go in and and, uh, get the dog. And we have... We have an entirely epic battle. Well, first we have Hannah, like, desperately holding in her sobs. And she's like, what if I see a ghost? As, like, (laughs) long nails is just over her shoulder, like, meh. Long nails, who has been growing fatter and creepier the more old men it's eaten all day. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And as uh, Hannah goes into the cursed building, like, more spirits are like slurping out of the walls and more of the old men are coming out <laughs> and the entire time that she's like coaxing the dog out of its hiding spot it's like okay chico come here boy you can do it dog is like freaking out like do you not <laughs> see this woman <laughs> the dog is freaking out meanwhile all of the various ghosts are getting like grabbed up by long nails and like eaten and ripped apart and it's this brutal like doom <laughs> moment like e1m1 playing in the background it's something out of chainsaw man and that's that's when hannah walks up and meets miko it's like sorry i'm late and the huge beast behind her 
Oh, but we we gotta we gotta address. She does in fact get dog. Yes, yeah, dogs get dog. Dog is not puppy, like little boy said earlier. <laughs> dog is full grown dog. It's full grown dog. Dog is puppy. Puppies are forever. <laughs> he is puppy in mindset alone. As a puppy with many years of experience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the important part is, though, this is um, Hana having to struggle two-handedly to carry this, like, greyhound, basically. <laughs> it's so cute. It's a very cute dog, yes. And <laughs> he's very scurred. But uh, my, my favorite little tidbit from this is that Hana's presence drew out so many evil spirits and the big monster following her ate all of them. So she effectively exercised the building. It yes. is purified now. No more ghosts. It actually becomes a profitable arcade. Which is crazy because if only she knew. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, me. the long nails uh, ghost is now Turbo Giga Ultra Ghost. <laughs> Unspeakably powerful. The, the the spirits didn't disappear. They're just now all condensed. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so Hana's like, hey, you know how I said we were going to the movies? Um, Sorry, cinema's actually closed today. Cinemas have closed days? Yeah, yeah. so we're going to a shrine. <laughs> you buy this, right? Yeah, I buy it. Okay, good. Easily oh. distracted. No thoughts, head empty. <laughs> oh. And uh, I love how this is just an extension of the previous uh, chapter, because, you know, like the girls go about doing the whole Shinto shrine thing. You know, they give an offering, they ring the bell, they do the clap clap. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hana's wish, very, very brief, very to the point. I want to eat lots of tasty food. And Miko's just like, please, please, please get rid of this ghost. Please get rid of this demon. I, I need just need my friend to be okay. Please, please get rid of it. And if you can, if you can spare the time and make me not see these things anymore, that'd be great. I really appreciate it, but please save my friend. Yeah, that and and this is the part where where like, oh, these two are so cute. Because <laughs> like the thing is. Her her primary concern isn't seeing the ghosts. Her primary concern isn't herself. It's her friend because she's the one who's in the most imminent danger right now. Like so altruistic. Oh. Yeah, it's great. I love their friendship, and I also ship it. <laughs> <laughs> we get my favorite segment, which is Miko being uh <laughs> being front row seats on the epic like Yu Yu Hakusho battle <laughs> of the two little shrine maiden ghosts fighting the big demon <laughs> except it's too powerful and it destroys them so <laughs> let's take a picture by the uh by the uh by arch. The Tory gate <laughs> or yeah by the gate as it's shifting into its final form i'm powerful enough i will destroy this world and then this big goat headed thing looks like a Raru from tears of the kingdom rears up and just eats the whole monster <laughs> meanwhile hana's posed up for the selfie Poor Miko! She's just done! This panel had me rolling. <laughs> Miko sobbing while Hannah's like, yeah, peace! <laughs> the big monster in the back. Oh. 
is so good, dude. I love this. The the fairly malevolent or the I mean ostensibly malevolent because it seemed to have been parat- parasitizing Hana is uh is removed and uh the the weird triangle horned thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying it's some sort of weird goat god. Which is interesting because yeah. I, it's interesting how the symbolism is kind of there. Yeah, because these things are depicted as like outrightly good because mm-hmm. they they appear to be shrine maidens, but they're just as disgusting as awful as all like the ghost look. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is distinctly different from when we saw those two cat angels. Is really my kind of like yeah. what was going on there. If I were to hazard a guess. I feel like that has to do with the degree to which they're at peace, but that that's substantiated by very little. It could also just be the cat angels made the joke funnier. That's also opposed, true. Yeah, as opposed to, no, these are just peaceful, horrible-looking monstrosities. <laughs> yes. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the... um. The temple god question mark does Naruto hand signs over Miko's head and is speaking some kind of like weird language that is either a mumble she can't hear or just can't comprehend. Mm-hmm. And then just like is looking her dead in the eyes and is very clear he knows she can see it. Yeah, it's speaking old realm. Yeah, and just goes thrice. And she's like, What the f- does that mean? <laughs> Notably, uh, the two little Shrine Maiden spirits had been destroyed in the fight, and then they're sort of rebirthed from under the goat god. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it just kind of based on the hand signs, it's, like, directing them towards her, and that's when it's, like, three times. Like, sprinkles leaves and shit on her. What does that mean? <laughs> Help! <laughs> Poor Miko. Uh, it's the um, most done we've seen her in this entire thing. And she was done, like, literally halfway through chapter one. She's tearing through the entire family's budget on new on new underwear. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. But yeah, there's no context. But uh, it's here where we get introduced to, <laughs> to my favorite character. <laughs> The Chunibyo to end all Chunibyos. <laughs> Make me your apprentice. Uh, reverse shot to... Uh, to Granny, just like, I, I, don't, I don't take apprentices. Here, take this rosary. Will that make you go away? <gasps> oh, I'm so cool. I'm your apprentice now. Oh, has to pose you? with the rosary. What are you, in middle school? No, I'm just a really short high schooler. That's actually legitimately what it is. But, like... I'm still I'm I'm still gonna be really fussy about it. <laughs> yeah, Julia. Uh she goes back. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was kinda hoping that Granny was coming back, because uh it's not mm-hmm. immediately clear that this is a flashback, but it is in fact a flashback because when she goes back to a fortune teller location, uh she sees that it's all shuttered up and uh con- conveniently plot janitor uh points her in the direction of the character she needs to meet. Yeah, that's ridiculous how she says. <laughs> She's the first guy she asked, wait, where's Granny? Oh, well, 
Uh, she uh, packed up shop. Actually, those two girls right there looking at the shop right now are the last two customers she ever saw. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is some contrived horror plot. And I'm, I'm kind of here for it. Oh. It's a, it's a hundred percent self-aware of this. Like those girls, they're from the class next door. My God, those girls—they died twenty years ago. In fact, tonight's the anniversary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we get a we get a scene of Julia doing Julia things. Uh, she follows them. She decides to stalk the two of them, and so she sees Miko. Uh, essentially, guess like gatekeep girl bossing Hana into not stumbling into a ghost. <laughs> There's a cockroach. Eek! And that makes her stumble out of the way of the spirit. Oh, what? Sorry, that it was just a shadow on the pavement. My bad. Don't scare me like that. Wait, she can see them. Oh, <laughs> rival, rival da. She so desperately wants to be Vegeta to Goku. <laughs> uh, she decides to try to have a, uh, a spirit medium battle confrontation uh, after gym class. As you do. I'm not saying I got the Summer Hikaru died flashbacks, but <laughs> I definitely didn't. <laughs> for like a half a second, and then it's like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> That's not what we're going for here, okay. Oh, because uh, we learn that uh, whilst Julia can, in fact, see uh, the, the little men's. The little men's man's. The reason they're there is hilarious. Uh, but uh, they're, they're attracted to dark places and they like shiny things. So I scattered some bottle caps in here. <laughs> <laughs> she just did that. Yes, she did. I just imagine that every line she says ends up ends with a what she doesn't realize is that uh, she can only see the small, weak spirits, uh, the big, terrifying ones that have completely obliterated uh, Miko's ability to sleep. Yeah, there, there's one right there. <laughs> this giant block-faced monster. <laughs> Do you mean she can see those little guys, but she can't see that? <laughs> Julia tries to spirit medium powers with her uh bracelet only for it to as it does around powerful spirits instantly explode <laughs> oh i need to get us out of here somehow i know serpent drop <laughs> why is that what you thought of miko uses her wrestling moves to take out julia so not only has she just become a casual fan she's invested She's an imitator. <laughs> I was yes. about to say, that is not a move you pull off without practicing in your bedroom alone <laughs> after getting way too hyped watching a match. Like, I know. This was not just a, oh, I'm actually really into this. This is cool. No. No, no. I, she is about I, this particular wrestler. She, 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 she's going to New Japan. She's going to be an up-and-comer. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that uh, knee-jerk reaction to look up a video awoke something within her. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, lifelong passion. <laughs> and she's just like, okay, I can't put her in danger by exposing the more powerful spirits. I'm just going to try to brush this over. Look, I'm sorry for hurting you. It's okay. We don't need to talk about what happened. Just feel better, okay? And 
hyper chunibio that Julia is, she reads this in the most violent light possible. I let you live. I will hurt you worse if you continue to push me. You have only seen a tenth of my power. <laughs> All of the all of the uh, coded language of a completely different manga uh -huh. <laughs> that Julia is very convinced she's in right now. And this is the this is the chapter with the the meet and greet shot of Miko with uh, Anaconda and Aguma. <laughs> I, I love it. It's such a good it's such a good image for him over Hendrick. I don't know why that's so funny. Wants a handshake event like. Yeah, we get one more. Um, I say one more, but um, I mean they're all slice of lifey. But th this one, this one isn't connected to anything in particular. Uh, it does reinforce the uh, something that had been established earlier: the idea that uh, she's having trouble telling what's a ghost and what's a person. Uh, mm -hmm. in in dark light, she's seeing everyone with you know black eyes and grotesque yeah. shadows and. Is that a ghost or is that just a grungy old person? Uh, turns out it's the latter. Yep, just a grungy old person. Trying to make a make a statement of how close you are to death or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a metaphor in here somewhere, and we're well, not going to address it. I, I mean, there's also kind of the strong implication that this woman is kind of... Something's wrong with her. Mm -hmm. Well, she, she has dementia, probably. I don't think that they say it outright, but she's forgetting magic dementia <laughs> yeah because she's out of it she's just repeating the number four over and over which already has connotations in japanese yeah <laughs> and so uh miko being the good soul sh that she is gives her a piggyback ride home you know her adult daughter you know finds her and it's like oh thanks for dealing with her you know she's been so out of it since dad died and i I'm, I'm real sorry look can, can i get you some food like some dinner to pay for this no i should really just head home no i i, I insist just stay here i'll get you something to take away and that's when another ghost shows up repeating numbers six three four eight six seven five three oh nine <laughs> <laughs> it's some real D D puzzle stuff actually oh uh. Granny, still very confused, sees Miko's phone and is like, is this the internet? Oh, yeah, yeah, this, you can, like, um, browse the net and send emails, and do you see, see this? And she punches in the number that the ghost is muttering, uh, 4631, at which point Granny, uh, meanders into a room with a safe, puts in that code, and it opens up to a bunch of letters and a comb. And uh, once Granny puts the comb in her hair, uh, it kind of, you know, snaps her out of her delirium. And it, she... it, it jogs her memory. She also is drawn as if she's a completely different character, too. Like, it is uh, yeah, night that, and day. Yeah, that's what Matt's, uh, Matt's going on about, about uh, magic, <laughs> magic dementia. Because she is and... no longer drawn as if she is one foot in the grave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the... Uh, the ghost of the husband confirmed now uh thanks her and moves on i like uh one i like one of the uh like subtle things about uh this is uh boy that ghost seems significantly younger that death happened a long time ago i'm not sure about that because they haven't been able to get into that safe then for like 40 years 
It's possible. Well, it's just letters in a comb. Like it's it's very important sentimental value, but it's not something you'd imminently need to get into. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I could see it being like a decade or two. Also, could just be that because he's not currently being weighed down with the death of a spouse, he's well, able to true. stand to his full height. Like, because mm -hmm. clearly she gained some height when she was not crippled over, and it's very like artistic take on it. Um, yeah, we, yeah. Because we we get to see there's another woman in a chapter later on that's possessed, and she's got a kind of air of like ghostiness to her too. So. And uh, we have to end on a punchline. Well, we end on two punchlines. For one, um, uh, oh Miko, yeah, Miko looking at her phone to uh, get and send texts has been a uh, running bit. Uh, Hannah's just like, "Hey, should we share pictures of the underwear that we bought today?" I mean, you can send it. Oh, you're so you're you're no fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. Miko is not on board for this. It's like, yeah. you can do it if you want. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Isn't that what you do with your best friend? I'm not here for your Yuri bullshit. Well, I'm here for my Yuri bullshit. Here's me in this. Here's me in this lingerie bra. <laughs> Admittedly, it is over her shirt. So, which is which is the joke. Which is why Miko yeah. finds it funny because it's like, aha, here's me in my underwear, and it's it's not. So, uh huh. But then uh, the second punchline is they're they're lining up at the donut shop again, and it's like the line of ghosts going to get eaten by the monster is still there. And oh, that's that's grandpa. That's old lady's husband. It, he's he's got eaten. What? Ah. Well, they were lining up for some reason. Miku's like, isn't that the guy that from yesterday? What? Oh, that's what happens when you help people, Miku. <laughs> do it. Okay, okay so is like big mouth a psychopump a portal to the afterlife yeah like that it's, seems that seems too optimistic but maybe I, look, help me given, sleep at night given what we've seen from like the shrine guardian and the maidens yeah something grotesque can still be good is not necessarily beautiful in this universe even when it is you know I don't think it's very Shinto for it to be like a peaceful afterlife. But then we have the the cat angels, which is weird. But you know, maybe it's a maybe it's like a Buddhist thing of like getting eaten by that thing is attaining a sort of nirvana of non-existence. Yeah, that's... You, you no longer have earthly attachments. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we get those lore questions unanswered. The lore question that we do get answered is do the monsters appear on camera and definitively at the start of chapter 14 they do oh my god i'm looking at the manga right now it has 666 likes <laughs> <laughs> god damn it i i like that one a lot when i saw that <laughs> i just noticed that that's so dumb <laughs> i love it oh it's great that's amazing but yeah it's it's the whammy panel from the shinto shrine chapter uh except you know, Miko and uh, Hana's faces have been blurred out by their respective emojis. And we can see, you know, the big monster eating the demon in the background. <laughs> Hana, completely oblivious to this, Miko just like, oh god, they do appear on camera. Oh no! <laughs> you know, I was thinking, since this was like my most popular tweet ever, I'm gonna get into photography. I bought a Polaroid camera! Of course you did. 
<laughs> love Miko's expression, which is simultaneously, oh no, she's going to take pictures of stuff that's just going to show the ghosts. And also, oh my God, Hannah, that's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> it is both expressions at the same time. Miko saying, uh, like, she's trying to dissuade Hana from this most recent dumb escapade. Uh, she immediately, uh, Hana immediately takes a uh, Polaroid of uh, Miko, which again, like, God, their friendship is so cute because, like, the 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 expression that uh, Miko has is like the only shot of her at ease after the like beginning of the first chapter in the entire manga. Well, but of course, there's a there's a ghost in the background because, of course, there is. Mm, of course, just this like weird streaker mummy thing just going running past. Yeah. I would. I only describe it as a weird streaker because it's naked and running, but I don't know, that tracks for these ghosts. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd believe it. I'm definitely a natural. These photos are great. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> definitely. That, there's something weird in the photo there. But uh, uh, we get Julia. <laughs> the return of Julia. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're totally great at these photos. I mean, take a look at this. This is so good. You should absolutely uh, pursue this hobby. <laughs> I know the perfect spot you can take pictures. Please, no! <laughs> and of course they go to a spooky haunted tunnel because of course they do. Every town's got a spooky haunted tunnel. It's the one from all of the mangas. You know the one. <laughs> but here we have my favorite like uh, cascade of misunderstandings because Miko's like, Ah, rock in my shoe. Let me get rid of that. Uh, oh, oh, I love oh. this. Oh, lost my balance. And she like falls over and catches herself. <laughs> and Julie is seeing it as her like doing this like eight trigrams spiritual barrier. Uh, meanwhile, Anna, Miko is so Miko is cool in Julia's head. <laughs> yeah, Miko's uh, a rare case of actually no thoughts head empty. <laughs> He's just standing up. She has no idea what's going on. Unfortunately, this tunnel is super freaking haunted. Uh, so everywhere is haunted. Yeah, what place isn't super freaking haunted in this manga? Every third person has to be a serial killer. Just like, even <laughs> Again, this out in it, any way. It always supports the theory that it has to be just an epicenter of spiritual activity. Or something. Or something. Uh, we uh, we get the uh, attempt of getting through the tunnel. Uh, it doesn't go great. <laughs> There's a barrel. The 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 barrel Spider-Man. I think I designed an exalted god to be like this once. <laughs> and to be clear, that isn't Sam Spider-Sona. That's... <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> As uh, Hana is obliviously uh, walking through the... Uh... Walking through the tunnel. Miko is desperately yelling for her to get out of the way as Oil Barrel Spider Demon is <laughs> Shadow Wizard Money Gang. <laughs> Shadow Wizard Money Gang. We love Oil Barrel and... Spider Demon. We love, <laughs> love casting chains. <laughs> uh, it, it, it grabs and destroys one of the ghosts, which go in sicko mode. Uh, Julia can't see the uh, the barrel thingy. She can see the ghosts getting bodied. So, of course, that must mean Miko is even cooler. Her spiritual power is insane. 
did she say spider when she pointed like that because she was setting up a mass exorcism like some sort of spider web like no you weirdo <laughs> you freaking shooty bo no that's not what happened <laughs> oh uh, thankfully this cascade of cock-ups actually does result in the barrel monster noticing them and this is where we get our first like definitive um idea or our first definitive um confirmation that the monsters knowing you can perceive them puts you in immediate peril because the barrel demon like julia thinking that she's exercised one of the demons when it was just one of the casualties it's like did you see my power look i did it i got rid of the ghost and the monster's like you see us and is about to go and you know body her but that's when the weird little shrine maiden spirits show up and kick its ass and make it you know slink away beat up and defeated Mm -hmm. and one of the little shrine maidens just looks miko dead in the eye and raises a single overly long finger one everybody gets one everybody gets three according to goat god Yep. Thrice. But she might not understand make that connection. At least that was my takeaway of like, what why yeah. are you doing? Quite reasonably, Miku is too freaked the hell out to put that math together. Yeah, you can she like you see in her head that like she has all the pieces. She's probably going to get it once she goes home and has time to think about it, but uh uh she's she's blue screening pretty hard. <laughs> and then uh we they they a... decide uh, the tunnel is too spooky. We should we go end, home. We end, we end on a very cute note when they're heading home on the bus and Hana takes a group selfie of them with <laughs> Miko and Julia both freak the hell out. But she sends the picture to all of them and Julia's like, I have friends now. I'm going to make this my wallpaper, not because I like them or anything. (laughs) Although she's saying, I must be strong and not make it my wallpaper, as she is currently making it her wallpaper. (laughs) The other thing thing I didn't notice uh, until I've, you know, I've been thumbing through it for the podcast. uh, uh, What's your favorite uh, uh, MD's donut? And she says the mushroom muffin. I don't know how I missed all of the mushroom stuff on her. She's got she's her got the hair. Her pigtails have mushroom ties. When she's picturing herself as a mighty spirit medium, the hem of her hood is mushroom patterns. And she's got like a mushroom hoodie too. Mm-hmm. She's re- she's a really fun guy. Oh jeez. <laughs> we end on the cute little nonsense chapter. Of um, Miko and her little brother going shopping for their mom's birthday. You know, you get the comedy beat of, uh, (laughs) yes, we will take this one. No, I'm not going to change because there was a horrifying ghost in there. I'm never going in that stall again. Can we talk about how weird the the not dead shopping attendant was going like, oh man, a brother and sister shopping. I totally ship that. It was weird. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. she she seems to have been a fan of Sis Confidential. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying there's more listeners than you'd expect <laughs> I hate it he's acting like a boyfriend it's so cute what lady what and meanwhile inside the uh, changing room is another attendant 
whose neck is twisted around like six times and has a like dent in her skull. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be honest. If I had to guess a cause of death for her, probably car accident. Because mm-hmm. one side of her body is significantly worse than the other, so yeah. yeah. The size is perfect. It looks wonderful. I found something to go with it. Please stop. <laughs> hey, me, hey, sister, you done? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm done. Hey, can we just pay for this and leave? I don't want to change out of it. Isn't that for? Isn't that for mom? To be fair, little brother does not wait for her to confirm she's done changing before he just rips the curtain open. Yeah. Did she oh. take a liking to it because her brother complimented her? That's super cute. Okay, lady, please. Please stop shipping please them. stop. I like the running theme that the little brother is only interested in clothing that has animal faces on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he, he gets sawfish. And he said that the dress would be cooler if it had a lion on it. But yeah, uh, Miko ends up wearing the dress they're buying their mom for a present home because she doesn't want to change out. So she's on the bus, is sitting there. Little brother's uh, fallen asleep and about to drool all over the dress. So (laughs) that's going on. And we get literally the most horrifying monster we've seen. (laughs) This thing like wiggity whack get into my sack uh, like oh it it's got the raincoat it's got like cockroach legs poking out of the raincoat its face is this like simultaneously like mummified but also like split mouth wide open unreasonably big smile one eye blacked out the other cataracted it's carrying an axe and a sack it is and has mouths on the side of its face where its ears should be. Don't forget that part. Yeah. And the most hideous part of all, it has braces. Yeah, right? Awful. Adult braces are the worst. And as it's going, it's going, pss, 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 pss. Just beatboxing? It's beatboxing. And it starts swinging its axe. Whack, whack, whack. Chopping at the neck of everybody. He's whacking and whacking and slashing. He's hacking and whacking and slashing. Chop that meat. All the way down the subway car. And Miko is, because everybody's either asleep or distracted by the phone. And Miko's like, he's coming this way. What? Bro, we need to wake up. We need to move. But then a salary man walks up past it. And because he's gotten up and is moving, he becomes the target. Gets slashed. Obviously, nothing's happening to these people because he's a ghost. And that's what Miko eventually kind of finds solace with. Of like, okay, it's fine. It's it's not real. It can't hurt me. And then she notices the girl next to her has some kind of weird aura coming out of her because she's possessed. We find out later. She's like breathing out some sort of black mist. Her eyes are sort of heavily shadowed. The ghost chops her. There's a spray of blood. And then found you. And the axe and the headsman ghost pulls out another spirit from this lady with like its face is embedded in the axe. It's <laughs> so metal. I love it. <laughs> but more importantly, any like comfort she was finding in that she can't be hurt by this thing suddenly went out the window going like, oh no, if I can see these things, does that mean I have enough of a connection to get hurt? Oh no. And we have simultaneously Miko's uh, greatest moment and her most shameful as she is like flashing through all the various ghost encounters she's had 
And as the axe is descending towards her neck, she just meets the gaze of this thing completely blank-faced. And the axe pauses, and it shoulders the axe and marches along and starts chopping at other people. She's like, whew, okay. And Kiyosuke wakes up and he's like, uh, hey, sis, why are you standing? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> underwear. What's that? What's, what about your underwear? Huh. Girls have it real bad sometimes. That <laughs> wasn't it. That's not what the problem is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and thus ends our reading. Poor, poor Miku. <laughs> poor, poor Miku. <laughs> she is long suffering. <laughs> Look, we started our reading on a wetting your pants joke. We ended on a wetting your pants joke. <laughs> Perfectly balanced as all things should be. Indeed. So favorite character and favorite encounter with a spirit. Uh, as I have already stated, uh, Julia is my favorite character because little Chunibyo idiot. She desperately wants to be the shonen rival when she's really not. It's very funny. Uh, Hana is a just like neck and neck second on this one because her level of obliviousness is equivalent, but different enough for it to be a different kind of comedy to make the two of them play off each other excellently. And yeah, the the headsman in the subway is my favorite spirit encounter because it brings up so many lore questions while being actually the most like kind of tense and thriller-y. Because one of the things that I always felt about this, I had heard that like this manga had very horrifying monster designs and it had a lot of, you know, like terror involved in it and like yeah the ghosts were ugly and freaky i never really felt the same sort of like tension that i had felt for like the rest of this month until that one which had the ticking clock element of like it's moving down the line it's chop 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 and well i mean the the big thing is there's the uh introduction because like they've not been able to touch her yet they've not been mm -hmm. able to interact with her yet but suddenly someone who uh, was uh, like connected mm. with, you know, ghostly things, suddenly there was contact. And yeah, exactly, exactly. And like that was the point where this finally felt like a horror story or like a like a thriller uh, manga instead of just like a slightly unsettling comedy. <laughs> It, it changed to an actual horror piece rather than feeling like you're watching Miku re read scary stories to tell in the dark under her bedsheet with a flashlight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's why that one was my favorite. So, Matt, how about you? Favorite character, favorite spirit encounter? Um, That's a good question. Uh, I guess I gotta go with Hana. Hana's pretty good. Uh, I found the most joy reading her stuff. Favorite spirit encounter, though, um, I am going to go with the chapter with her dad, just because I found that very heartwarming. I don't know. It was also kind of the saddest one for me, because it's the implication that she can't talk to her dad, because that carries just as much risk as anything else. But. That one definitely made it feel like... Instead of just like, I see ghosts, it's, oh, I see ghosts. I see departed people. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. All right. Uh, Jay, how about you? Uh, favorite character and favorite spirit encounter? I have to agree 
Uh, Hana is... <laughs> Hana. Hana is Hana. I guess I just never put the two to two together, but yeah. Um, there were certainly times that she kind of moved the story along and kind of gave some levity to an otherwise very, very heavily horrific existence. But I would have to say my favorite encounter, that being said, has to be the 500 yen coin and the little men, little goblin. (laughs) (laughs) They're just little guys. I know! They're just little short kings. Every last one of them. Shut up. And Jacob. God, I love Hannah. God, I love Julia. I love Granny, too. Granny's pretty great. Like, the whole whole aspect of, uh, I'm gonna give up my charlatan ways and be a proper spirit medium, and I'm retiring now, never mind. (laughs) That was one of the best jokes in the whole thing, and I wish she'd come back. But, um, man, to me... Best characters gotta be Miko. Like the purity of the friendship between her and Hana is just like she's so endearing, you know, that she suffers through all of this and no sells everything. <laughs> she's the reason why the comedy works. Like mm. she she's the glue that holds everyone else's jokes together. And I really appreciate her for that and also for her uh uh, friendship with uh, Hana, and uh, I- I'm rooting for you, Hana. Uh, don't I-, I? don't know how it will go, but uh... <laughs> I'm rooting for the Badger. He he's really got the the fan he needs. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, Anaconda Anaguma. Uh, I I'd love to I'd love to give a uh, a different one because like I really liked the uh, shrine encounter. Um. You know, I, I liked a lot of the encounters, but in all honesty, the best one to me was definitely the the dad. The simple fact is, you read it, you get to the panel that shows the, the picture on the shrine, you stop, you quickly finish the chapter, and then you just read the whole thing again. <laughs> That's the yeah. only thing you can do! That was the chapter that made me go from, oh yeah, this is pretty good, I'm, you know, I'm having a decent time with this, to, oh! Oh, and really maybe like zero in on it. Yeah, we got like a little taste of, wow, this can really like tell an interesting spooky story that makes you think, you know, things like the like the cat story. This, on the other hand, like it's not even really funny. Like it's just a good spooky like and and it's not horror either, but it's just a good spooky story, you know? Mm hmm. I see dad's ghost at breakfast in the morning and no one else does. What the hell is with that? And there is there is a part of me that kind of wishes I could see like because like they had those um they had the like two page uh a version where you can see the ghosts and where you can't. I would like to see a version with um uh with none of the supernatural stuff for that chapter because mm-hmm. there there were a few points where I was curious about the blocking i think it's the size of the monster that facilitates the fake out is the reason why some of it didn't parse for me on the second read but because they're very good about like the dial about how they weave the dialogue around the character not really you know not being there air quotes ah but you see jacob the fact that the family leaves such a vacancy in the physical space is representative of the of the vacancy left within their hearts within their hearts yes yes uh 
They seem to be dodging the monster's tail pretty effectively, but... Uh... I think people just naturally do that. Yeah, I, probably. I would buy that's just like an intrinsic psychicness within everyone that they, yeah, that they... avoid creepy things. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hana doesn't have that innate sense because you need a brain for that. <laughs> you need a sense of self-preservation <laughs> beyond just consume. So yeah, that does dovetail into the next discussion question of what the hell is up with these ghosts? Uh, Matt brought up a good point that like, while there is the reading of like them being, you know, the vengeful spirits of the slain, there's an equal amount of like, just logically, it doesn't make a ton of sense that all of these murdered all people, be murdered people. That's impossible. Maybe, maybe they're just like manifested versions of bad vibes. Like, it's funny for the joke for the, like, cafe one that, ah, yes, they're both serial killers and they found each other. But that's so intrinsically horrifying for Miko that I don't want that to be true. <laughs> but there's it's just... also completely insane yeah. that they're both getting away with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's some Yandere X Yandere bullshit. It also could be just ghosts hang around and they've been attracting stalkers, at which point it's not their fault. So the joke kind of falls flat. But... Yeah. Mm -hmm. but whatever that's not the point of that chapter the point of that chapter is they're serial killers and they found each other haha <laughs> funny moving on yeah um, yeah the it it's it's playing on that horror chestnut of um you know we're going for a vibe more than yeah. a cohesive thing so i've got a theory that um i think i've brought up the I, I've been mentioning it casually. The cat angels completely ruin, but I'm willing to discount the cat angels because they happen so early. <laughs> Is mm. that all of the spirit world looks kind of gross as they like age and decay. And there's like a natural cleaning process to get these old spirits out of the way. And those are like these bigger spirits that are like demons as opposed to ghosts. And that mm. also comes in with the fact that Chunibyo, number one girl, can only see ghosts and, like, the little minor spirits. She can't see the, like, big garbage collectors that come through and wipe out everything else. Yeah, that fits with, um, that fits with the, um, uh, the Axeman, too. Even to addressing the, the cat spirits and, uh, the guy, like, clearly the guy's wife, um, one thing I'd say that's sort of, like, I don't think that that breaks that theory because one of the sort of the way I read their design was that they were at complete peace. They didn't have any kind of hangups. They were just staying to watch over the person they cared about the most. And that's the reason why they're not grotesque. Whereas everyone else has unfinished business. Like they're either fighting to protect the shrine or, you know, uh, angry about something and, you know, therefore acting in, you know, like like acting out in some way, and that's why they're grotesque, whereas the cats and the wife aren't. Mm -hmm. Which kind of goes into one of the things I thought of, which um, we mentioned during, but like the idea that, that the uh, monster devouring the ghosts isn't necessarily evil, but like might be a path to the afterlife. Like, because the thing is, we see the um, the husband ghost. Uh, he he's able to pass on his message to uh his surviving wife and then he goes to that queue you know it, it's it's very much the case where that's definitely an optimistic read of it but 
I don't know. In a lot of cases, uh, you know, a lot of the ghosts, there's definitely like the risk of acknowledging them might instantly kill you, but a lot of the ghosts don't honestly seem that bad, you know? Like they're just kind of there. A they, lot of them seem very lonely, though, is yeah. the big thing. And you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it it's smart for um Miko not to acknowledge them even when they're not like actively threatening. But like, I don't know, it, there isn't that much of it, like until that last chapter that we read, there isn't that much of a sense of danger to uh, the story. I guess, I guess um, 14 as well, because the... Um, she, she was almost killed in the tunnel is the strong yeah. indication there. Yeah the, yeah, uh, yeah, the oil barrel demon was pretty bad. Yeah, so, but like the majority of them are spooky, but not necessarily super threatening. So I don't know. It it kind of depends on to the degree that this story will go into its own lore. Which, in all honesty, if it just stayed an anthology series and never even really acknowledged or brought up that sort of thing more so than it already has, is not an unreasonable path for the story to take. I don't know if I want them to uh go into detail and actually world build that, like not even necessarily explain things, but I mean world build. I don't know if I want that because it it has the potential to suck the humor out of it. What, you don't want her to learn how to do exorcisms and then it becomes a shonen battle manga? Look! Not everything has to cater to my taste specifically, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I the fact that I'm gonna write that fan fiction means that the story itself doesn't have to go there. You heard it here, everyone. Jacob doesn't want a lesbian battle action manga. I will write it myself. The story can go wherever it pleases. <laughs> and if there, if you know of such a series, please send it our way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will happily read it. Uh, and speaking of, would you continue reading this particular manga? Um, for a lot of it, I was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't not going to read more of it, but I wasn't invested either. And then we hit, you know, the ghost dad. Then we hit um the shrine uh chapter and you know oil monster and it's like okay so this has a bit more meat on the bones than i originally thought and now i'm interested you know i will read more because i want to find out more and i just want to see if miko can ever catch a break <laughs> uh reverse order jacob would you continue reading um kind of in a similar state as sam where you know it's funny jokes um you know like there there's so many things that i want to catch up on so many things i want to keep up with um you know so it's one of those ones where it's like yeah this is great uh i don't know that it's high enough on the list that i'll get back around to it um sort of the big thing for me is um they're they're definitely uh at the very least uh uh teasing the uh the hana uh uh miko ship and i I want to see if that goes anywhere. <laughs> like, like that's even a, a case of just me being genuinely curious if they're going to do anything with that. Um, and then also, and again, I don't know if I want, like, obviously, cater to my taste. If this turns into a freaking shonen series where where she learns to be a spirit medium, like, obviously, that's going to cater to my taste. But also, it's really not what this manga is. And... I want to know more about the lore. I want it to world build, but I also don't know if that's right for it. And in a weird way that intrigues me that I want to see what 
you know, direction that will fall. It's almost the case where, like, I'm curious about, I'm curious about how much, I don't know how to phrase it, but, like, that sort of uncertainty of of the direction it's going to go, whether it's going to give answers or not, has kind of suckered me into continuing. All right. And Jay, how about you? Would you continue reading? Absolutely. And um, I, I feel like this is has been long needed in my rotation because um, it kind of fills the same niche as Frank and Fran and Taylor Brown Hanukkah Kuhn. I don't know, kind of campy, but it still has a bit of that horror, but not just full on, dare I say, gore that uh, or, or sharpness to it, kind of like Junji Ito has. Um, so that's why I feel this this suits that need. All right. And Matt. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm on the fence, but I'm going to fall off the other way from Jacob, where I, I I really liked the part with the dad. That definitely gave me some questions about what's going on here. But uh, also the deer god is really cool. But like the fact that was buried in so much that at this point, I'm pretty sure I've got a clear idea of what this manga wants to be. It really doesn't give me the faith that those questions will be answered in. I I think they'd be given satisfying answers, just not in a timeline I'd be happy with. Yeah. I'm not really that interested in continuing this. All right. Fair enough. And uh, everybody, thank you once again for tuning into the Overmanga Cast. As always, you can find us on all of your social medias where we are at Overmanga Cast. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube where you can like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, we have our uh, backlog there. The episodes go up on a two-week delay. If you want our uh, up-to-date stuff, you can head over to OverMangaCast.com, and that even has a place where you can leave comments on individual episodes. Uh, tell us how you felt about the series. Tell us uh, why Granny is actually Best Girl. Tell us uh, other series that we could read. If you have that uh, uh, lesbian shonen battle manga, uh, please send us a message. Yeah, and always we appreciate reviews in any and all form, and recommendations are always appreciated. This right here was a recommendation. We wouldn't have read it before because um, I had the misconception that it was just spooky jump scares, and how would we talk about it? But here we are at the end of an episode, so I was wrong. That's right, Sam. Clip this. This is the only time you're hearing me say it. Uh, (laughs) We actually have multiple clips of you saying this. I don't think that's true. You can reach us at overmongacast at gmail.com where you can email us whatever you want or just go give us reviews on any podcatcher of your choice. Five stars is preferable, but you know, we just love hearing from you. And make sure to tune in next week where now that spooky month is finally over, we can settle into something much less horrifying. Oh, wait, that's November. God damn it. This is more horrifying. I'd like to get off the ride now. Please stop. Please stop. (laughs) So make sure to tune in next week when we're starting No Read November with Full Metal Alchemist, The Final Alchemy. Oh boy, more live action oh. anime movies. I'm so happy. I love it. Oh. I feel like I'm <laughs> retroactively dying. Good night, everybody. Good night. Save us. I mean, guys... I don't think dying's going to help us because as we've seen in what we just read, we'll just come back and have to watch it because there's nothing else to do. No!